everybody, it's the MPG Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Josh Molzer. This week I got Carla Marone from Casa de Car Designs. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. The first time uh, doing the morning podcast. The coffee's good. Hot this time. Good. <laughs> it was like a little joke because we tried this last week and had technical difficulties again. Technical <laughs> you and Curtis. Difficulty. <laughs> Except I won't send you home drunk today. It's just coffee, guys. Just coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess let's just jump right into let's it. <laughs> uh, let's do like quick little introduction because mm-hmm. you're kind of unusual in that. Like you do do investing, right? House hacking. Yep. Uh, but that's not primarily what right. you're trying to do, right? Kind of, yeah. I feel like I'm like in a 50-50 range right now. I keep telling people I'm an investor by accident <laughs> <laughs> because I've just been house hacking. We talked about like I haven't bought a house and flipped it without living in it. Um, <laughs> so I'm really like living through the renovation and then things are done. I like should sit back and enjoy the house for a year or five and instead I'm like, Let's give it back to the world. So, but that's enabled me to, that part of my life, investing and selling, has enabled me to quit my full-time job um, and go, hey, I actually really love design and decorating and staging, so let's quit the full-time gig and do this. So now it's a little bit of both. Uh, Like, I still focus very much on where I'm living to keep building it as an investment property and keep putting money into it so that I can get more out of it in another few years on my next uh, refi. But um, yeah, so now I'm like... Backwards of everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Most people are like, I need to like get the job, like start my business so I can invest in real estate. And you're like, I'm going to yeah. invest in real estate so I can quit my job and start my business. Right. And it truly happened by accident. Like when I meet people and they're like, how did you start? I'm like, just do it. Just go buy the house. Go find a cheap little house that needs a little work. I wasn't making any money the first time I bought a house. My credit score was like, I don't know, whatever a 26-year-old's credit score that still has fun could be-ish. Yeah. It, it, might, it might have actually been pretty good then. It was probably better than, than it is now. Um, and <laughs> actually, I almost just let that, that joke just like blow right over me. <laughs> no, it, like it legitimately actually, the last time I checked my credit, it, it was definitely better when I was 26. Um but I didn't have everything I have now. So there's right, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like found a little cute little house. I just didn't want to live with my parents. Well, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe this is like a great segue <laughs> yeah. into like the common first, the, the, the normal first question, which is trajectory from like 18 to right now. Yeah. Um, which if, just because now I know your story, like a little bit, if you want to go like background, like, because I think it's kind of interesting having the, um, Spoiler alert, having like the um, immigrant parent, you know what I mean, upbringing, I feel like that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and that's, I think, extra interesting for me because I was definitely a disappointment when I started my, my, like, when I hit 18 (laughs) and started going. Um, Yeah, so I'm a first gen, first born. My parents are from Argentina and Europe. Um, So I definitely have some, like, design influence from them also, but there was a lot of emphasis on, like, you go to school you get a job uh, my dad has his PhD like we come to this country and we work and we like you know 
make a good life here. And I was like, I'm going to go to school, but then I'm going to go live abroad. (laughs) I'm going to be an English major, which is really disappointing. Um, I thought I wanted to be a writer. I still love to write, but I think that comes from like, there's always been, I've always been a creative. um, So that feeds itself into like whatever you're doing. I think when you're, um, when that's your passion. Uh, But yeah, so 18, I go to school get my four year um, and finish. And I was like, you know, I want to like go revisit the roots. So within a month of graduating, picked up my stuff. I took a course to teach English as a second language. Again, like totally different than what I'm doing now. (laughs) Um, But that's okay. I think that's like a good reminder not to worry. We, at least when I went to school, there was a lot of like emphasis on this will determine the rest of your life. And maybe it did a little bit, but it's not like that. So don't worry. (laughs) Which I don't know. Any of you 17-year-olds out there, (laughs) it's going to be okay. Which I don't know if this would be like the same, your same take on college, but it's not necessarily always about like the degree you get, or if you're going to become like a lawyer or something, whatever. Yeah, then yeah. But a lot of times it's just like that transition period from like being a kid to kind of being an adult. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then the people you meet. Like the discipline. Oh my gosh, totally. Like, I did a liberal arts, I went to a liberal arts school and study, and it was just cool, like, being in classes and, you know, the debating and the arguing, like, learning to argue with people. Um, Not that I did debate, but just truly, like, you know, everyone thinks they're so smart, and you get shut down a lot. Do you spend a lot of time arguing with people? A little bit. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little feisty background there, maybe. Anyway. I, know, I, like I was a sociology ma- minor, so, like, there was a lot of... There's a little arguing. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, so I go abroad. I planned to live in Argentina for about three months. I was having so much fun. And this was um, this was 2007. That's how old I am. This was 2007. <laughs> I was about to say, so you're in your mid-20s. <laughs> but I don't want to, like, yes. I don't want to like, spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> I was really, really bright. Um, yes, yeah, so this is 2007. South America was like... You could be making seven fifty a month dollars and live like a king down there. It was awesome. So um, I, I found that, and like the conversion rate was so great. So three months go by. I find my own apartment with some friends, and I make it like just over a year. Like at the point where it was like the visa can no longer be renewed. You have to go back. It'll actually cost you more to stay here. So at that point, it was like, all right, let's go back to the U.S., um, start my real life quote unquote. So, um, yeah. So after many months, so this is like 2008 now, late 2008, it was really hard to find a job then. And I finally find this gig as an editor in market. So like everything until I quit my job was like different industries of marketing, um, as an editor at Best Buy Corporate. So was like thrilled that I made it in there. I was wildly overqualified, if you can believe it. Um, so I wasn't making a lot of money, but it was like, I have my foot in the door. Right. Like, I'm made. Like, it's fine. I can move out and buy a house and whatever. Um, So that was October 2008. And I think it was three weeks after I started, market crashes. So um, half of my department loses their job. uh, Somehow I managed to fly under the radar. I'm not making enough. I, like, attribute it to that. But they probably didn't see me. Uh, So I, like, keep – I truck along for, like, seven years. Um, And then – and in that time, actually, this is important. So because of that crash, and I hear a lot of, like, lately with everything that's happening now, what, is, what do they say? Like, 
millionaires are made in these weird transition economic Yeah, cult, recessions right? make millionaires. Yeah. <clears throat> totally. So not that I'm a millionaire yet, but that was a time where houses were just, I mean, they're like the market was overflowing with houses. A lot of foreclosures, especially, and this was Minneapolis, for the record. I don't think I said that, but I grew up in Minneapolis-ish. Um, so do a lot of house hunting. I scared myself out of like the city, which now I wish I had invested in because that would have made a lot more money a few years later when I sold, but found this condo in Bloomington, Minnesota that was like well under 100K and like my down, I had an FHA loan, down payment was like under $3,000, <laughs> like total closing costs with down payment was like 7K, like totally easy, uh, just had that in savings, no problem. Um, and I didn't think that I wanted to fix this place up, but it just like needed fixing. Like it had carpet, it needed new floors, I did new tile floors. And some of those things I did myself, um, some of them I did with my dad who lived like five minutes away. So he'd help me with a lot of these things and then I'd hire out for whatever else. And this one just needed a lot of like less fun updates, like new windows. The HVAC had to re- be replaced in the first month. Like, I get really unlucky with that in my houses. I always have to replace, like, the least fun thing right away, which is normal <laughs> if you just flip houses. Right yeah, yeah, like, 5K, bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> so fun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a little PTSD. Um, yeah, but I, like, made that little spot a home and hung on. T- I had to live there for three years because of that Obama like 8k what i don't even know what it was called i call it it's like it was like the, the down payment thing yeah like whatever. obamacare pre pre healthcare yeah <laughs> um obama so, right yeah. <laughs> so i took advantage of that i lived there for three years a little over three years um because the market took that long to bounce back like it still kind of sucked after five years um so finally sold it i i I had a check for like just under 30k which is really sad because I like really used a lot like I trap like I lived there's a reason I don't have a savings account I've lived my whole life like (laughs) always hmm, stocks or vacation uh and instead of investing again because that was a lot it like in my 20s um because it wasn't what I like I thought still at the time I want to like do well in corporate America I want to be you know, at the top of the marketing team and I want to like run campaigns and I want to move to another company and go into healthcare potentially. I had different goals at the time. So that taking up time was not, um, I was really grateful and happy that I had this like big check. But instead of putting that into another house, I lived in uptown Minneapolis and found this like bomb little (laughs) brand new apartment in an awesome building off the Greenway. And I lived there for like a year and a half. Um, right up until the market started going up and became nuts. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, no, let's get in here now. So um, we've talked about, like, if I could, if you could go back and tell yourself how to do one thing differently, <laughs> I think I would say, Carla, I know you're tired. I know you think this sucks. It's going to make a difference. Take that 25 to 30K and just throw it in another house. Like, get another cheap POS and in two years you'll make I don't even know I don't even know it depends on the house and everything like a number of things can a, lot more. a lot more yeah. so I bought my first single family home at the top of the market um, 
And it was that was 2016, so it was really similar. It feels a lot like what's happening in Savannah now, what's been happening in Savannah now. I made six offers. They were all like 10 to 15K over um, on houses. And then finally, the seventh one found this one. It wasn't something that I like really loved. It was just like, eh, it's been on the market 24 hours, which is a good sign. Like, that's how bad it was. Right. I was like, nope, but nobody else wants it. So like, let's just try, <laughs> put a deadline on it Saturday night, offer accepted. That was my house. And that was when I realized, oh, this is actually what I want to do. And part of getting back into the house was I was ready to like fix things up and there was only so much I wanted to do in an apartment like there are lots of people out there like make a house a home no matter where it is apartment house whatever and you absolutely should but um I was really like no I want to put you know whatever I do here doesn't add value to it it maybe adds value to myself but it's not adding value to the unit or whatever it does I'm not going to get that back so um yeah get this single family home and the dog. That was another reason. I was like, let's get a house. That's that was, that was It was really like, condo? No, we need a yard. Um, and yeah, this was when I started making little updates, like DIY, budget-friendly stuff. That's kind of like still how I operate for the most part. Um, it's why I like working with people who flip houses, because it's like budget is number one, I think, usually for right. you guys. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you want like... I want the top of the line furniture and these like top finish. I'm, I'm not your girl. <laughs> I don't speak that language. That's not me. I think you could do a lot more for a lot less. Um, and it, and it might look even better. Uh, yeah. So I make a lot of updates throughout this house. Like which, how much did you, how much did you pay for it? I paid, I think I was under contracted for two fifty at that house, which was like a lot for me at the time, honestly. I know it's just like what a house goes for now. Uh, but yeah, I bought this house for two fifty. Um, I think I offered them like five K over because I was I was just tired. It was like, Yep, you can have five more offer expires at I nine o'clock. I just need a house. Like yeah. I'm done looking. Yeah. I'm on a month to month now, like we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. Um, and put that nine PM deadline on, which now is pretty arbitrary. Like nobody respects the deadlines, but people did you know, five years ago. Right. Uh, and yeah, offer accepted. And I sold it two years later. I did a few things around the house. Like I refinished a bathroom and did like the resurfacing of the tile thing, which is why I always tell people hire that out. It is a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> little plug for your show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Josh's number. Call him yeah. to do this. Do not attempt to do this yourself. Um, Unless you want to wake up in the middle of the night so high, you like take the dogs and go for a walk 2 a.m. just to get some fresh air. You're like, where am I? Where? Am, where? <laughs> why do I feel this way? Oh, my basement is just like spewing toxins. <laughs> That's really what was happening. It comes through the floors. I probably did it wrong. Uh, but turned out beautiful. Um, yeah, little updates throughout, like changing lighting, fixtures. The kitchen got like a 2K makeover that included like resurfacing cabinets painting everything granite countertops luckily they had subway backsplash there so i didn't have to learn how to tile at this house um new appliances but everything i did myself on a budget um maybe 10 12k oh no maybe like six to eight. Oh, okay yeah no the 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 kitchen total was like twenty one hundred dollars um so you're on for like 265 or 263 tops yeah, yeah. And I sold it, still at the top of the market, but like things hadn't changed that drastically there in that neighborhood. This was South Minneapolis. 
um, great area, but like, you know, things are moving up. But this was a 1,100 square foot house. Like there's only so high it's going to go up in a year and a half. And we went under contract for just under 280. Okay. Had it under contract in four hours, which like still now also it's like, man, we should have like sent that into like a bidding war. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, like, like there, you know, there are things. That, yeah, there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, or like 285. You know. Yeah, because if you start to do the math, really after you got done paying the realtor and everything, it's like. Yeah, I think the check was like, I mean, with the money I put down on the house, it was like barely 20k, but. And my mortgage was like sixteen hundred. I know. I like to think like how much of a discount did I get to live in this place? You know, like have a nice house that I made my own and like I really enjoyed it. You know, what did I actually pay for it at the end of the day? Um. Yeah. So I learned a lot with the purchase of the first one, the sale of this one, but like it went well. I also thought like, man, if I just hung on to it six more months. I probably would have gotten like 285 because that's when the market really started to creep up towards the end of the year. But it's like I would have paid that just to live there. So right. it was like, yeah. But you're catching the bug. Yeah. I'm to- yeah. Still like, okay. Like I'm not losing money anywhere. I haven't lost money to live anywhere. Um, and the whole point of selling that house was uh, in that time frame too, came to a wedding in New Orleans for my little sister and met her husband's family they were all from North Carolina and I was like I fell in love with these people like these are my people I want to live in the south this was after the winter of 2018 like the worst winter we had ever had um which is like saying a lot for a Minnesota. lot a lot yeah. yeah we had we we had an ice storm in January that year that lasted like 10 days I happened to have broken my foot at the beginning of the ice storm so I'm in a cast I'm trying to like get around on uh crutches and then we have this ice storm, and it was like, who can live like this? Right. I'm done. <laughs> Too old for this. do this to themselves. Or, well, I guess in your well, case, why are your parents? My yeah. parents would never have done this to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, we choose the beach, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I was like, listen, mom, dad, I don't, you didn't come to America for this. I'm out. <laughs> so, um, so I've already got, like, the, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with, like, and people in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, um, you know, we're kind of diehards. Like, you have you have to justify living through that kind of temperature, yeah. you know? Maybe in Michigan it's the same. Oh, it's the same. It's the same. Everybody's got a little chip on their yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is the greatest place in the world to live. And listen, it is a beautiful city. Like, I do wish Savannah would get some bike trails going in. You know, like, they're beautiful parks. Wait, do they say this in Minnesota, which is in Michigan I hear all the time? Oh, but this place is beautiful in the summer. It's the most beautiful oh, place I know. ever. Oh in my the god! Summer. Oh my god! It is. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes outside, and they build the city for those two and a half months that it is bearable to be outside. Yeah, I'm not waiting seven months. No, or whatever, you and know I mean? and Six you know, and the best so. part about oh, I'm gonna get some. Maybe nobody, <laughs> maybe none of my friends are there will listen. But it's also like you know, summer comes and it's like oh my god, it's 87 degrees out. It's 96 degrees out. It's so hot. It's like. Bitch, it's too cold in the summer and too hot, or too cold in the winter and too hot in the summer. Right, yeah. Pick a side. Yeah. So no, they like they love to complain about it, but don't say it. Like, no, no, this is the greatest place to live. I will say you this, You would though. be lucky. I'm getting to off topic here. a little bit, oh, but sorry. you have, like, one of the things I do miss about living in the North is, like, 
you go through like that brutal winter and then like the first day it's oh sunny and 40 outside everyone's in shorts and everybody's in shorts <laughs> and the windows are rolled down and it's just like the air tastes better or something you know oh what my God. I mean? it's so clean it's after so the winter yeah. it's like tastes like i oh yeah everyone's got their windows down blasting me listen it is fun and it's legit you'll like see 40, a motorcycle 45. yeah and it feels so good <laughs> yeah. everything's kind of melting yeah. yeah everything's really brown it's like mud and snow mixed together yeah. like piles of it everywhere yeah. but you're like if you just keep your eyes on the sky it's the most beautiful place to live. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool <laughs> up there, yeah. Because everything down here is brown and gray. Everything down here sucks. <laughs> White. Yeah. yeah. You step out of your car and fall on your ass. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Anyway, though, so you moved to Savannah. Uh, so, yeah, I fall in love with, well, so then I like fall in love with the South, basically. And I do a little bit of research. I'll have like a week of research. Um, I'm not big on it. And I was like, all right, what are the big cities that are like happening right now? Austin, Charlotte. Uh, Charleston were like kind of the top of my list um, Austin was like nope I'm not that weird and everything's super expensive so that's not really an option anymore I might as well stay in Minnesota um, Charlotte felt a lot like Minneapolis in terms of like uh, like what people did for fun there so it was like eh, yeah it's kind I of a weird go. transition city. yeah it's, it's like, not really southern it was like I won't quite really. be where I'm at yeah, yeah it's like kind of in the middle so, and then Charleston, I did a lot of, like, kind of house hunting from Minneapolis there, but there was a lot of, like, it's either a really good part of town or a really bad part of town. It was a little intimidating. I'm like, I don't, this is too big a city, maybe, which is so funny to say. <laughs> I was like, this is probably too big a city for me to figure out right now. And then Savannah popped up. And, like, the little pictures that I see are so cute and, like oh, it really looks like it's out of the movies. It literally is. And so I plan a little weekend. I sell my house. Um, we closed in like 28 days. Sell the house, put everything into storage. And this was October of 2018. Put everything into storage. I come down here for like a super short weekend, quick weekend with my mom. And I want to say I fell in love with it, but it was a little like weird. My realtor lives in Effingham. And so showing me houses here it was like downtown can be a little sketchy and which is like we know it's not it's the same as everywhere else yeah. in Savannah um but I had this like kind of uh, like not sure I wasn't totally sure of it and we looked at a few houses but nothing I didn't make an offer on anything and then I just wanted to like hang out and enjoy downtown and stuff with my mom so we had fun I came back and I was like whether or not I fell in love with it we've committed the house is sold like we're just gonna find a place and I bought I think the next month, like around Thanksgiving, made an offer on this house in Windsor Forest. Um, again, like, I didn't know. I should have just moved downtown. Like, I should have been living in Starland the whole time. Right. <laughs> like, that's my neighborhood. Especially, this was 2016? Yes. I know. So was like, Or no, 2018, but still. Like, even still, Everything was yeah. like... That part of town was still kind of transitioning. Oh, now it's definitely yeah. like maturing right now. So, yeah. yeah. So... Still, I buy this house, which I've thought about a lot <laughs> since we last talked about it. Like, man, I really overpaid for that. <laughs> but I buy this place on Largo Drive in Windsor Forest. The backyard faces the golf course. Like, it's on a half acre. Coming from Minneapolis, this is like, well, I hit the jackpot. <laughs> I'm living great. the American dream. I'm living the dream. <laughs> my mom is, like, jealous of my house. <laughs> uh, it's like... 15, 1600. There was some discrepancy on the square footage, which was another thing about the purchase of that place. But we'll say like 1600 square foot, like 3 2, ranch style, sort of like weird mid mid century modern inside, kind of like the style was weird. Um, 
uh, built in the 60s. Uh, yeah, and I never saw it. My realtor sent me like a video walkthrough of it. So that too, it's like, don't be afraid to just buy a house, even even one like that. But I walked in on January 2nd after 20 hours driving with my dog from Minneapolis. And it, it like I walked in and I was like, okay, well, this, you know, this is not the dream, right. but we're here. We're just going to make the most of it. So um, also to note, I was still working my full-time job. And after I went to that wedding, I asked my boss, like, hey, what if I worked? You know, I was working from home like two days a week, I think. It, since my broke my foot, it just worked out. A lot of people were just working from home because that winter was so brutal. Um, it was like, what if I work from home full-time? Because my new boss, at this point, we just had a reorg. She was in Jacksonville. So she doesn't give a shit where I am, right? Right. Like, I can't see you anyway. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. And, like, on top of it, what if I worked from home from, like, an entirely different city? And it was like, I don't care if you work from Alaska. Like, do your job. We're good. Keep doing what you're doing. And you're good. Okay, cool. Uh, so that was part of it. Like, it, that job... There was no way I was going to find a job in Savannah from Minneapolis paying me the same... It just, I didn't even, I don't know. I was in marketing. Like, I would have had to get in the Gulf Stream, I guess. And I didn't want to be, like, commuting 20 minutes, half an hour from, you know, I didn't want to trade. That would have been, like, a a different life adjustment that I wasn't interested in. So that worked out really well for me, um, which everyone now does because of COVID. But this was, like, at a time when it was still kind of strange to work from home kind of thing. Um yeah, so I lived in this house for 13 months, and it needed, I mean, like, the water heater didn't work when I moved in. The HVAC was on its last leg. The heat didn't work. I was sleeping on an Whoa. air mattress. No, everything sucked. It was like, <laughs> I cried a lot that first week. <laughs> and I didn't know anybody. I knew no one. Right. So, uh, yeah, I was sleeping on an air mattress because it was, like, seven days before my furniture arrived. Um, in my winter coat, thank God I kept that. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, even my dog was freezing. It was just like, <laughs> I'm sorry I did this to you. <laughs> um, but how much did you end up putting into that house? I think I put into that house. So I, the kitchen got like a full renovation and that was like about 10K, which I did really, that was really good. But I did most of it myself, um, a lot of it myself. And I did it like, it took me like three months to do it because it was like nights and weekends. And then, like, HVAC, that was, like, 5K, like, uh, things like that. And then I renovated the bathrooms, but those were, like, $200 a piece. Like, either I paint – I painted a lot of tile in this house. This is when I learned to Can paint tile. Can you call it a renovation if it was only 200 bucks? I know. I don't well, when you look at the before and after. <laughs> that's, like, a sprucing up. <laughs> yeah. But 13 months later – so I bought that house. I think it was listed at 189 for, like, six months, which is why I should have just been, like, hey, 165 you know. But right. instead, I think I paid, like – 180 and I sold it in March of 2020 which is very important because I think if I had waited another month to list it we would be like in trouble maybe with COVID for a minute for a minute for like a second but if you wait like three months months or six months it'd be like you know I know yeah but it's okay but I I wouldn't have this house I sold it for 232 so you did okay I did pretty good that house I live for free in I think with my mortgage, my mortgage like total, it's like fourteen thousand for the year, and then put like we'll say twenty k to be like conservative into the house, like thirty four. Yeah, 
Like, that's pretty good. And I wasn't thinking about it like that. It's like, this house needs to look and feel. It needs to be a certain way to live in it. So it wasn't like when you flip a house and you don't live in it, it's It's, totally different. It's like, I put in 34,000 and I only made 50. This sucks. Yeah, I'm not I'm not here for that deal. Totally. But you wouldn't have bought this house either. (laughs) (laughs) It would have worked out differently. I mean, no flippers were buying it, obviously, right? No. Yeah, it was sitting there for a minute. So maybe somebody made an offer and it wasn't good enough. These people would have sat on it for a year, I think. Um, So, yeah, I had a nice little check. And that was when I was also like, wow, I'm making, I mean, after taxes, pretty close. Well, maybe not that close, but close-ish to what I make at my day job. Like, what if I actually did this? What if I focused more time on this? So those wheels were already turning. Um, When I sold that, I went and rented for a few months because I couldn't find anything right away. I was also in Cape May, New Jersey, when this house was on the market for that month, like renovating an Airbnb for a girlfriend that I met on Instagram. Right, which we didn't even really get into. Uh, yeah. So you are throughout Largo. You're posting on Instagram. Yeah, everything's everything on Instagram. It's getting like some attention. Um, I'm meeting some people via that. And somebody reached out to me in the fall and was like, hey, would you ever like remodel a place like not in Savannah? And I'm like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. What do you mean? Like what? Brunswick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville. Uh, and she's like, I have this Airbnb in Cape May and sends me pictures and it's so pretty. It's this like 1900 house, two blocks from the beach. I'm like, that would be pretty cool. But in my mind, it's like, listen, we're not doing that. Like, I'm not, I'm not there in my life or my career. Right. Like, I'm not good enough. Right. <laughs> like, Thank you for thinking my pictures are so pretty, but I'm not there. Um, and I think it was New Year's Day. She reaches out to me again because they're there for Christmas with her family at the Cape May house. She lives in San Diego. So like, I've never met this girl. Um, and asked me again. She's like, we're here. Can you FaceTime later? So we do. Uh, we had an instant connection. So it just kind of worked out. I was like, OK, so here's the thing. I'm thinking about listing my house. So if we plan it perfectly, I can leave my house. I'll bring my dog with me. And that can be listed and empty and like clean all the time for people to come through. And I'll work on your space. But I have to get it done in like a month. Because then I got to move out, probably, hopefully. I think it's going to sell quickly, hopefully. Which it did. So I had a month to do a kitchen and a couple, one bathroom, a laundry room. Um, but we did like painted all the cabinets in this kitchen. I managed like the project to get new everything, countertop, everything, new install of appliances, all that stuff. In 30 days. In 30 days. And while doing mostly, like I took a lot of vacation time, but I was still doing my full time job too. So um, yeah, that was nuts. And there were definitely days where I did not think I would finish. Uh, and some things it was like, hey, this is left like this. Like, you got to call a plumber for this. This is off season. Everything is shut down in, in New Jersey on the beach in the summer or in the winter. So finding contractors, finding electricians, finding plumbers was another challenge that like. And th- but this is also pre-COVID where you could order an appliance and it would be there in two weeks or like templating countertops, I don't think has changed so much. But um, so that was wild. And that also like helped me in the next few months too. Um, yeah, but that was a really fun project. So you, then you sell your house and so you finish that project. Yeah, your so house I sell the house Margo, from Cape May. Then... Yeah, so I'm there like when we're like doing some negotiating and whatever, which actually helped because I remember like my inspection report came back and they asked for like seven things 
and I'm on the phone with, <laughs> so Chelsea Phillips sold, sold my house. I'm on the phone with poor Sheila and she's like, so they want these things. And I was like, look, <laughs> I think I was like drinking a margarita at four o'clock in the afternoon because I just had it that day. Like everything had gone wrong with this project anyway, work sucked. And I was like, Sheila, I'm in New Jersey. And apparently the, the buyers were following me on Instagram. So like they know. I'm not there. Right. <laughs> like, what I'm not doing is calling. Like, I can't even. I'm too busy renovating this house. And it was like little things. Nothing crazy. But I just saw a list. And I was like, nope, nope. Just t- they know. I'm in New Jersey. I can't do this. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And we had backup offers. I had like five offers. And I just chose my favorite two. And it was like, all right, well, you know, if this one doesn't work out, we got this one. Right. So I was like, remind them we have a backup offer. And I'm tired. <laughs> She called literally six minutes later. I get another call from Sheila. Hello. I'm so, I'm, first of all, I'm really sorry. Hey, no, they just tore it up. You're fine. <laughs> that was when I was like, ooh, it is a seller's market. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad bitch. Okay. <laughs> Give me more. I should have asked for more. No, I deny up, this. And you cigar. owe me $500 yeah. more. <laughs> call them back, raise the price. Right. <laughs> for wasting my time. Yeah. No, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, we're going to finish this trick. Maybe we'll go out tonight. So, and I do want to say in that house, I did do a lot of things that were weird. If we're bringing it into design, I did a lot of things that in that house that were kind of strange. And like when I was doing it, it was like, this might have to get painted over. Like this might be the reason that this house doesn't sell quickly. And those weird things were what I think sold it. Like it was, it was gone during coming soon. Basically, like there was, yeah. Um, and the design, just you're saying, is what? Yeah, really think? I think that the design really mattered in that house. It, like people here aren't like, oh, it's a half acre. No, right. if you if you want if you're looking in Windsor Forest, everything's a half acre or a quarter acre. Like it wasn't because of the size of the lot, which is what it was for me when I bought it, kind of thing from mm-hmm. from the big city. So those things mattered there, and yeah, a f- couple months later. Uh, Chelsea showed me this house in Thomas Square. Um, big, like 1880s-ish, we think. I still got to find that out. Victorian that needed nothing but work. <laughs> like, I was like, it's the unicorn house. And now a year and a half later, I'm like, no, she needed someone that was not a unicorn. <laughs> Very special, perfect location, mostly not a unicorn. Reason why it was cheap. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why, I mean... I don't, I don't know if it was cheap. Well, yeah, it was cheap compared to like what it's worth now. Um, definitely. So, yeah, I feel like I hit the jackpot kind of with this house. Um, yeah, I do. I've had a few things go wrong in the last few weeks. So I'm a little like... Oh. <laughs> How are you we financing these? Like, because so, they need work, right? They need work. So a lot of credit cards. I'm like, I'm of the like, ooh, 18 months, no fine. Yes, I will sign up for that, which is why my credit was better when I was 26. Because so, I was stupid then. So you just do like conventionals with no rental budget at all. And then right, that's what it, I was doing so far. I didn't even cards. know about this. Like, I didn't know. I knew there was like construction um, loans, but I didn't, not through like hard money lenders. So everything up until this point has been, my first one was FHA, and then the houses after that were conventional. I bought this one conventional. Because it was a duplex, I had to put like 20% down, which was all the money I made on Largo. Right. <laughs> Basically. So like I have this checking account and then it just bloop out the door. And then the renovation, I think I've probably, I mean, it's gone up, especially since 
the upstairs got like renovated a second time um but like 30 to 40k i would say like 40k to get people into it right because yeah. uh just for context we didn't really talk about this but you buy it there's no nobody or nobody can live there yet right i mean like, people were like definitely world. living there but i wanted to charge a dollar amount that like nobody would live there for that i got you yeah. so i was so my mortgage was like 2200 when i bought this house and i wanted to rent out the top floor so it's like two two units right the bottom floor is a two one with lots of living space they're basically the same square footage um and the top was a three one with an extra little den so it was like this i can rent for like 1850 we'll just start it at that but it needed a new bathroom for the most part new kitchen like didn't have a dishwasher and i just come out of an apartment without a dishwasher that was like never renovated so it's just like no like we have to do something i mean it needed work but the only things i did out there i didn't even like really paint i painted the floors the floors had been painted um so i just went over that but yeah we did a kitchen and bathroom reno um that was where I tried that tile for the first time that we put in Hurdy, like the black and white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was the, so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that tile. Which is kind of taken off now. Totally taking yeah, off. I know. I just put it in two other houses. Yeah. <laughs> I love that tile. <laughs> and it's available at Floor and Decor, which like. Right. They seem like they're selling a lot of it. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. Well, good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I keep seeing it all okay. pop up. Yeah. Cute. Aw. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Put that in there. People love that bathroom, honestly. But I, I like, not that I like cut corners but like we kept things like the vanity which was like practically nearly original it's even like lower to the ground than a normal vanity now things like that is like floating right um that you could have swapped out and it would have been even more beautiful but there was no need to right it works fine it looks a little interesting it's like in theme with the house so made decisions like that um so yeah renovated that so i bought the house in may of 2020 end of may i moved in june 1st we gutted everything at the same time so both bathrooms on each floor so i was like using i was like like out of bed at two in the morning like putting on a robe going out of my apartment up the stairs through the foyer to use that toilet if i had to pee in the middle of the night it was terrible um and then finally like a couple of months later we like keep working on my bathroom but it was just like money i just like we couldn't do it all at once right um so yeah but no everything up until this point it was like 18 months no interest swipe swipe, swipe, swipe that do you guys take credit card <laughs> cool yeah that's that was my life um and then it was so like renovate the whole thing um i was gonna wait to renovate my kitchen on my floor until like january of this year but something happened and we had to get it an animal died somewhere in the house. In the house. In the house. Like during renovation, must have gotten in and died in the original laundry room. So I was like, all right, we're just tearing the shit up. We're going to tear down this wall. Now it's one giant kitchen. Laundry room's over here. So like moved a bunch of stuff around. And actually that kitchen too. Like I saved a lot of money on that. Because for the most part, managed it myself. Had some help um, from a general contractor to like check in on people's work here and there and paid him hourly. So things like that. Um, Because it was just like ahead of, like we were well underway of like drywall I think at this time last year like drywall was done and I was painting cabinets are all from Lowe's like I spent $900 on cabinets and it's a big kitchen island everything so super budget friendly still um put a long-term runner into it yeah I had a long-term runner in 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 August upstairs uh and she was paying $18.50 a month so it's like covering most of my mortgage 
I mean, it was like, I mean, I don't know, maybe 2200 isn't a lot, but that was a lot for me. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm not, I didn't come here to spend more money. Right. Every month. Like, yeah. I came here to spend, like, Savannah's supposed to be cheaper than me. Like, I came here to spend less. So that was always my mind. So, yeah, my part of the mortgage is like nothing, which is great. Um, and your credit card payments. And my credit card payments. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, well, now I can afford to do some things in the house because, like, I'm still making money from my full time job. Right. Uh, which is an important detail. Was that yeah, you could not like, I, I still job. had my full time. Yeah, yeah, I could not. I mean, with a conventional loan, I couldn't. I needed that job. So, and I thought, like, I was taking little side things and I was doing staging on the side and I'm doing a lot of work on my own house. Um, but I couldn't, like, go all in because I had a full-time job. Um, so, yeah, it was, I think, like, end of end of 2020. Well, then the whole world changes, right? COVID happens. I think a lot of us thought, because I was still, like, at this point, all my goals have changed. And I'm like, I want to be in a place where I can quit my job, live off my rentals. Maybe I have, like, five at some point, which is funny because everyone listening to this has like 30 but <laughs> I was like I just need like a handful you know if I can make this much off of one of them and I had two people like if I had this house fully rented I'd make like a grand a month easily yeah, you only need like five to ten yeah right? and then you can like live fairly comfortably right yeah I don't need the wrinkles I'm good like I, I like like my life has always come first I feel like having fun and like enjoying my life has come first it's like I could do those things I'd be more successful I'd be richer faster but I didn't I don't even have the I didn't have the bandwidth for it I, I mean, still don't I, I think I've never seen anybody with a bunch of units like unhappy just wrinkled neither right what I, I mean, see those people all the time <laughs> <laughs> like how I'm, you're I'm, 28 <laughs> I feel like everybody I see or talk to or meet that's got a bunch of units they're just like so happy living their best are life. Are they in their 20s? Like, their 30s? How, how, how are you going to buy out? You know, I mean, how many I don't know. A lot of you guys are like young as shit. And I'm like, oh my God, how did you do this? I so think soon. probably the youngest guy I know that has like a bunch of units is Tim Bratz, probably. I think he's only 34. He's okay. got 4,000 units. 4,000? Yeah, he lives in Charleston. Yeah. He just bought an island. Wait, is this the guy that was on your podcast? No, no. he hasn't been on. No, okay. No, I'm trying. Yeah. He just bought an island. Well, he's happy. Of course, he's happy. Yeah, he's really happy. Yeah, he doesn't look wrinkled at all. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I've just made I mean, so but, many generalizations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Like, how many guys right now are just taking like this personally? No, no. <laughs> You're no, all but for super real, like, handsome and good for you. It like doesn't seem. I don't think that it's as bad. Like, I think it, when you don't have a lot of units, you build up in your mind, like... How bad it's going to... How be, crazy it'll be. Yeah, because when you have one, it's obviously, like, a headache, right? And so you well, just yeah. think, like, if you have ten, like, it's going to be oh ten headaches. God, so many headaches. But it doesn't... I don't think always scale. No. You know what I mean? I had um, a difficult renter in my unit. So that was to, like... I can't do... I, part of it's because she knew I live there. Like, she knows the owner lives there. And she's just difficult. Um... Yeah. Yeah. But then I hear, well, okay, that's not true. So back it up. Uh, 2021 rolls around. I decide to quit my full-time job and which like huge risk, but it was like, if I ever want to do this, like if I ever want to start doing this full-time, it can't be a side hustle at design, not flipping houses. Right. Although that would be nice well, too. Both, yeah. both of, that would be yeah. even better. Yeah. <laughs> I still see little single families and I've like I've had my heart set on a single family for a 
about a year now. Like I'm interested in it. I would love to flip one. Um, it just has to be like the right. I have to like really connect with it. I think, which is not the way to do yeah, that. You're not supposed to be emotional about it. No, at all. I know. But I've only ever been emotional about my houses, and I've always been fine. Like I haven't had something fail yet. <laughs> Famous last words. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Knock on wood. Anyway, so you get this house, you get the renter in it, you get the renter out of it, and I know the story, so spoil it. So what? You know, not to take the words on your mouth, but then you decide you're going to Airbnb. Airbnb. That was always in my mind. It was like when I bought this house, it was like I got to Airbnb this. It's just too good a location. Like you can walk every. It's just too. I mean, everywhere in Savannah is a good location, but this is like too good. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I can't afford on top of everything else to furnish this place and make it perfect right and now that I've done that I know what it costs and I definitely could not have done that a year ago um but part of that too was earlier this year I refinanced the house it appraised for about 65 percent higher than what I paid for it I cashed out on that and that enabled me to quit everything and do this full-time I would not have been able to fix up get this Airbnb ready if I had a job at all this was like my 13-hour day gig painting everything top to bottom decorating putting stuff together I did like an addition like a phase two renovation on the kitchen upstairs we hadn't replaced floors there wasn't tile in there so like did all of that myself um yeah so this was this was like the work part of it was really cheap I only hired out to do a couple of things like replace windows in a couple places or replace a window make a door so like the balcony was like a walkout now it's super cute oh you still haven't seen it it's super cute. It's like so darling, this place. Um, there's no way I would have been able to do that working full time. Um, and now I've been able to like start my business in design too. So I'm about three and a half months in. It's been bumpy. I'm learning. I'm learning too just from like this project of like, hey, if this is what you want to do, there are phases of it. We cannot like order furniture the day that you're deciding what paint you're, you know, like things like right, that. Yeah. There are steps to it. So I'm learning all that for me too, where before it was like, oh, I just go at my own pace and like figure it out. And um, yeah, so now it's been live for a couple of weeks. I had my first guest this weekend. They were a dream. Easy peasy. Oh my God. So easy. Left it looking good. Oh my God. I walked up there. I was like, did people actually sleep? <laughs> like one one room had like slight evidence that someone had been there they did all their own dishes like left me a sweet little note left me a bottle of something in the fridge like they've ruined it for all future guests no one will ever good luck i know yeah i'm like a little pissed no like i I was like teared up when they they checked out yesterday (laughs) i teared up when i see this note that they left me it was like oh my god all that i'm about to frame that shit it was totally worth it what the note totally worth it Oh, it was like... I can see you're, like, glossing over a little bit, like, right now talking about it. So I'm like... Do a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to push this thing right to the max. Go ahead. What, what did the note I mean, say? it was, like, a nice long note. I took a screenshot. I'll show you later. <laughs> I sent it to my cleaner. I sent it to my family, my friend, everybody. I was like, you guys, this, this paid off. But it was like, Carla, you know, like, loved it here. What a beautiful stay. It was so decorated so well. It was so clean. So I was like, my cleaner, here you go. You did good. We did good. Uh, like we definitely want to be back left a ball this free in the fridge like thank you so much we had the best time there were it's a, it was a family of four moving their kid in for SCAD so could be terrible or could be great and they were perfect yeah and the house was clean they didn't make any noise I was really quiet I don't think they knew I had a dog which is great <laughs> good test for Leo um, 
yeah so i think it's paying off got my first five-star review so, so right on your way to being a right super on, host. Yeah, there. I need like, I think two more before it actually shows up on my profile or something. Wait, because the first one doesn't show up? I, like the review will, but I think you need a few reviews to have like a rating. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah, like you, you can't yeah, just yeah. have like one. One like, and they're like, oh, you're five star. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you review, see something on Amazon, oh, it's five stars. Like, oh, it has two reviews. Right. These are paid for. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, now that that's, like, up and running, I feel, like, literally in the last 24 hours got the first, like, hey, this went well. Um, feel like I'm ready to jump in a little bit more on the design front, and I can, like, take a break. Of course, I'm, like, so I do this, and I start renovating my own unit again and, like, painting floors and <laughs> turning everything around and, like, moving furniture because I'm, like... I'm a badass. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep we doing gotta this. We gotta do it all. We gotta it's like, it all. It's so good up there. Yeah. I'm like jealous. Of, I like wanted to move upstairs. It was so good up there. So I'm like, no, we're going to make this one match it. Yeah. I need more Instagram content. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. That's why I need that single family home not to fall off the map. <laughs> anyway, so this is a great segue. Okay. So you use, legit use real estate to follow your dream, which is yeah. ultimately design. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of you know, like segue introduction, which is how we met. Right, because right, yeah. you, with Chelsea Phillips, designed Herdy, which we got like way more per square foot for. And right. I was like, damn, design is the real deal. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I don't have to put marble everywhere? <laughs> and still make money? Yeah. I mean, for like context, like we were like walking through the house and we like had all these terrible ideas that we were going to do. Oh, really? And yeah, well, yeah. Don't I didn't remember like, them being terrible. Okay. I mean, like we were going to like research. Well, Chelsea. Uh, Maybe that was your first meeting with Chelsea. Yes. And then I came yeah. through later by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You weren't there at the first meeting. And then so I was know. like, maybe this should be green. And it, and I remember your face like, uh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Which is the face most people make to me when I'm like, I would do this. <laughs> Actually, that's true. I, I guess you weren't there at the first meeting. Yeah. But like Chelsea walked through and we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to resurface. Like, for example, like they had like floor tiles that they had built a shower out with. Um, and we're like, oh, we're just going to resurface those white. It'll look great. Chelsea's like, um, listen, you guys just need to listen to my designer and like stop bullshitting right now. <laughs> floor tiles on the wall. I guess that works sometimes. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're definitely. Were they beige? Uh, yeah, I think they were beige. Yeah, they always yeah. are. <laughs> that was my house when I moved into it. It was like, ugh. Like, you push one a little bit and the top starts to pop out. Yeah. But long story short is, is you know, as an investor, I think you just like, it's easy just to be like, well, how much design does it take, right? Like right. you can just, whatever's cheap, just throw it in, make it look nice, right? You just want nice finishes. And right. We're just going to get the money. We're, you know, we're just going to get whatever for just it. Just make it look clean and new. Yeah, just make it look clean and new. Right. But I do think that by blindly following what you guys were telling us to do, we really, I mean, that was the reason why we got 50000 more than what was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those pictures looked great. The exterior looked awesome. At like every angle of every photo in there was so good yeah all the views when i did the walkthrough which actually was completely by myself i think the day the photographer i like started crying it was so good to see that you guys actually did what we told you to do because <laughs> that doesn't you know people like a lot of investors will pick like cherry pick like mm, i really like this so i'm gonna do this and you walk through and it's like this it looks clean and new but that's all it looks right you know like it's like a whole there are a lot of pieces and they all work together to make a house like really irresistible and we see that over and over again like we talked about like how much more do my houses i don't know but i know they don't sit on the market for three weeks or one yeah they're gone 
Yeah, ours wasn't. Even Which is the goal. Day. I yeah. know. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think yours made it through end of coming soon, really. Well, which is common, right? Uh, which is in common. The houses that you're doing. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's how, common in general, but, like, you see them sit out there, and it's, like, either there's a, a smell, like, there's mold, or it just doesn't really make sense when somebody walks through it. Right. Which is what I see a lot of the time with people renovating, like, flipping. Not, they lived there for a while. Those always make more sense because somebody actually lived there. So, like, it's weird, but it can be fixed, you know, if it's sitting there for a minute. But, yeah. So segueing I guess then into your design so what kind of like what so you are now doing that full-time yeah and now that I'm not doing mine yeah. <laughs> I'm so sad it's, it's so sad to like finish a project honestly and where we started to have technical difficulties on the last podcast I'm gonna ask the question again <laughs> and I'm still gonna butcher it but I've thought about it more <laughs> if uh you know what would you say that would like sell because you're mostly trying to service investors correct Yes. And I thought about why that was. I think because like the, the good ones just listen to you because it's not emotional. It's not emotional. It's not like, well, I don't like that color. I don't want to live with that. Uh, you know, I do this in the morning in the kitchen and I just like like it this way. Like you guys don't care. Yeah. I mean, you care. You should care. But we just want them. Like, it's not. Yeah. The most. Yeah. The longer it sits on the market, the more money it costs you. And we know that. So. Um working with people who live in their homes. I love to work with sellers because it's like, what's going to get this going faster at the cheapest? <laughs> like, what can I do? So there are a lot of them are willing to work with you. Like, here's here's how to paint a tile. You will not believe how much people don't care or notice that these are painted. Just they look pretty and new and clean. Right. Just do that. Um, it'll save you a lot of money and you don't have to tile this yourself or hire out for that. Yeah. So... Oh, it's okay because I kind of made the question weird. No, 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 it's okay. We talked about like my sales pitch, and I thought about that a lot. (laughs) And I think it's really simple. Here's what I think about it: It, like I, nothing hurts more than a way when I walk into a house and people are getting ready to sell, for example. And it's like I walk in and I'm like, "Well, how long have you lived here? Six years, and they haven't done anything." Right. (laughs) First of all, buy a house and like take. I mean, you probably have a lot of pride in your home. So I'm not trying to insult anyone, but like there are so many things that you can do to make it. And the thing is, they'll walk through like, we thought about doing this, but we never did. Or like even a light, like swapping out a a pendant is so easy and like elevates the space so much and it might cost you 60 bucks and you can do it yourself. Like things like that. Just don't wait until you sell your house to make it. You'll probably sell it sooner and faster if you just start doing those things every day. And then coming to like selling your house at the end of the day is less overwhelming. You know, it doesn't hurt when we give you a long list of all the things you have to do or like our suggestions, because that's also hard not to take personally. I totally get that. Um, Design matters. Design matters. Designers matter. Take some pride in that. Whether you hire me or not, I think start there. Um, If you hire me. know that a long list is going to come out of that. I'm going to work really hard to make sure that things are like budget friendly um, because it's probably because you're selling your house or you're flipping it or whatever. Um, I like to throw in like a couple of weird concepts in there. And I think they, or they seem weird, but I think what's so important now. And I think what people, what like what you realized in the sale of Hurdy is that, you know, we can do all these things that appeal to the masses. Like 90% of people are going to love the white on white on white 
and this tile and this countertop and you know white or beige shaker cabinets so true that's like the target concept 90% of what's here or like everything that's here 90% of people really like um, and there's an easy way to do that the houses that I have seen go for highest and best and sell quickly and where people become like obsessed with photos and images of it before they've even stepped foot into the house is because they have a little something extra and special um, so and that can come from a homeowner it doesn't have to be from a designer but if that's something you need help with which a lot of people do instead of thinking like oh, I could do this but like I don't know if it's gonna sell well get that out of your head just putting something in there that you love people will connect to that whether it's like something that they love you know oh my gosh I love green too or I don't put purple uh, I'm trying to use a weird example I, I love green too green's a great example we'll stick with that Purple's not in <laughs> purple I just saw a really funny meme about purple it's like I love green, da da da. I love pink, da da. I love purple, and the person who loves purple is like purple ice cream, purple sweaters, purple shoes, purple yeah. like everything has to be like purple. Like Marie from Breaking Bad or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, spoiler. Or, well, I guess that's not really nah, spoiler. Never mind. Listen, yeah. if you don't watch that, then you're not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, if you watch like it, like ten ago. years. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. You deserve the spoiler alert. Um, Sorry, I'm like totally. No, that's okay. <laughs> No, I lo- really liked where you're going with that, though. And uh, yeah, like, kind like, of something to add is, like, I think as investors, like, there's this obsession in the community, like, do what you're good at and then, get you know, hire out the rest. Yeah. But design is one of those things where I think that a lot of guys don't realize how important it is, right? Yeah. So a lot of times we just take for granted, like, oh, we can just throw agreeable ground the walls, you know, Some white butcher trim block, countertaps, white trim. We're and, good. Yeah, we're good. And like but, a lot of the time you are, I think yeah. it's also important to bring somebody in early on because some of that layout is tricky for people um, when you're like tearing out walls and like building new hallways or yeah, there like weird things can happen. So I think it's important to bring someone in at a point where actually I think one of my favorite things, I love to put a little bathroom or a little kitchen together, but I love to walk through a space and like there should maybe be a door here or this needs to move here or like this needs to be the master so do this here instead kind of like walking through as a buyer with like a buyer's hat on which is not hard I love houses and um that's really fun and I think that's like instrumental in everything else that you're gonna do going forward I mean you can like you can trick a lot of people with a nice tile but if the if like the feeling when you're walking in and walking through isn't there too so so do you do like what services then do you offer like because I think a lot of guys wouldn't even know how designer works yeah so I am like also like you know I'm new to this yeah like three and a half months in right so I'm like doing this a little bit more and seeing how much time they end up taking me and the value with it um so I'll do, I have a few, like, uh, services. Okay. So it's the products. Um, Walkthrough, which is just, like, it can take half an hour. It can take an hour and a half. It just depends on the space and you and how much fun I'm having there. Right? <laughs> um, but I'll charge you the same. <laughs> and that's just, like, hey, here's a space. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. Um, you know, we're going to gut this kitchen. So what would you do here? I was thinking about keeping the same layout. I move it all around for you and break your heart. But I promise it's going to be better that way. Um, we were thinking about opening this to the back. So it's like literally a walkthrough of like, what were you doing? 
what did how did you see this working out um here's how i see it and we might have some exchange i might send, like share some contractors with you and that's that and then you could go do your thing um some people i continue working with like i like that weird kitchen idea you had can you help me find like source everything for that or can you draw out the layout for me same thing with bathroom um yeah. So it's really as customizable as you want, really. Yeah. So like if you want to just walk or through, if you're like, here's I just ideas, need yeah. that's an option, or all the way up to, I will literally find the material for you yeah. to install. Yeah. Um, and yeah. obviously the pay there is like way different? or A little bit, yeah. Still so still I'm start Yeah, I'm starting to like walk through and staging. That's changing because... Uh, like I recently had a staging that it's like it can take it's I, I would say like 45 minutes like now that it's what I do full-time I can put time into it right and then like a list of things following that meeting I had a staging recently that took three hours damn <laughs> somebody really liked to talk and it <laughs> was a beautiful house and I was like I'm start I'm like starting to shake because I'm so hungry and I've got to pee but here we are and like I can't just leave and I can't use your bathroom because I don't see toilet paper or anything else. I was just like this is such a mess so anyway that Sweating. took three hours yeah I'm like oh my god sir I have an appointment I have another oh where is it it doesn't matter I have to go oh my god so I'm like I gotta re- I gotta look at these prices because that yeah so um yeah, but they kind of go up from like walkthrough to staging and then like here's how I see this room. Um, and then some people don't feel comfortable like uh, uh, how like somebody flipping a house. You either like have your construction crew or you have your people that you work with and you know how to communicate with them. And then some homeowners are like, I don't really know. And like I can talk through it with them, but um, can you like meet with them and make sure that they're doing what you say and like what I want and that kind of thing. So then I have like an hourly rate for that. So, and that, but there is like some realtors that people can work with or a realtor that it's complimentary staging for, yeah, it's complimentary for them. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's complimentary for the listing. I'm going to like give the, it like a little plug, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. allowed to talk about that, right? Yeah. So like yeah. you, so Chelsea have, hires like, me. Yeah, for, Chelsea Phillips yeah. Group has yeah. like an exclusive. Yeah. Is it exclusive? Is it exclusive? Yeah. I'm actually not sure. Well, it's right now. As up to I, this point, I never had it before. Yeah. yeah. With anybody else, so. Uh, yeah. Where if you list with them, you get your services for free. I, I or mean, complimentary to them. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Somebody's nothing, paying. Nothing is free. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. not to put words in Chelsea's mouth, I have really no yeah. idea how it works. I don't know if it's well, like to a certain I, price I've point had a or couple, whatever. But. Yeah, I've had a couple of clients. Like, I had a client just recently that I met through Chelsea because I did a little walkthrough with them um, for a staging. But it was like, actually, we're having a full renovation before we sell. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is not a staging at all. Uh, we start there and, you know, have a conversation later. And it was like, if this is something you want to do and if you need help with it, here's how I can help you. And so at that point, I'm working exclusively with the seller. Like, Chelsea's not going to cover your giant bill to work with a designer. Right, you know? yeah. Like, not, yeah. <laughs> and, like, it, the goal is that it works out for everybody in the end. Um, they're still going to sell their house, probably. So, yeah. Right. Let me ask you, have you ever, like, kind of just working through your, like, your business literally on the show? But mm-hmm. have you thought about, like, a subscription-based model for investors? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if you could just do like you know? What would that look like? Uh, like, uh, even if you just did like six, uh, 
60, 70 bucks a month. But if you had like a hundred people that did that, you could make thousands. Right. Like or a hundred bucks a month. For just like can you, you like you come in like, and, and you walk just like through, consult? Like, yeah. yeah. And you just like show right. up and well first of all, it would be more than a hundred dollars a month. Uh, I mean, assuming you have like one or two a <laughs> <Yeah>. month. <laughs> even one. I mean, I'm just saying, like <laughs> that's not a bad you, idea, actually. Even if you did like two hundred bucks a month. Like I'm on call, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, and then and it's guaranteed for me and you. Yeah, it's guaranteed. Then I'm you have guaranteed income. Yeah. 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 Josh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I'm not business minded so well. Like I've always been on the creative side. We talked about this, so that's really helpful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I did pick up the e myth for like a moment, and then I went back to my podcast and creative shipping well like as an investor like i'm just thinking about everything you're saying and i'm thinking like you know if you if you did like four houses a month and let's just say you did a color um cons- consult with you which was yeah. like 250 or whatever yeah i don't know how much it is i'm just like throwing out a random that's number. good yeah like a thousand <laughs> that's bucks <laughs> <laughs> that's like a thousand bucks right right and that might get exp- i mean that gets expensive really quick it does right yeah. so for, as an investor it would be and you might you might have like all the you. same houses, so it's like we'll just recycle these colors. Yeah. So then yeah. it's like like I don't even feel comfortable charging somebody when it's like we just did this here. I'm basically going to give you the same thing for this. Yeah. And it gets of, weird. And then on your side, instead of having like five houses one month, then one house, <laughs> then seven houses, then two, it's just like consistent income. Yeah. Like every single you could Dude. plan everything around that. All right, we'll add that to my website too. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea, <laughs> and a lot of you guys are like flipping a house a month. Yeah, at least a house. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you offered it just a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how expensive you could get before it would, people would say it doesn't make sense. But, I mean. Right. And you don't want to, like, waste your time. But if it only takes right. you. I mean, eventually you'd get so good where it wouldn't take you long in a house, right? No. Maybe you're just spending a couple hours a month. If the house is weird, it takes longer sometimes. <laughs> I do a lot of, like, wait, let me just sit here for a second. <laughs> like, please stop talking. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> They're empty, you know. But yeah, no, I really like that idea. All right, I'm just going to call you next time I'm not sure about a thing. <laughs> Perfect. I love that idea. All right, and it can, we can, you can have like a limit. Like, you know, if you don't have a house that month, it's like, it's like a... Yeah, you could do like a pause or something. Like yeah. Like if you know you're not going to start a project. I, look, I'm like, taking a break. I'm not buying anything for three months. You get like so many pauses in yeah. a year or something. And once you pa- surpass a certain number of houses, it goes to this rate. They're like tears. Yeah. yeah. All right. I dig it. Thanks. <laughs> then you don't need. Yeah, and you don't need like a few. T- <laughs> <laughs> Carlos inspired. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh Here's the other thing too: is uh, is is your website like good now? So we were making jokes uh, no, about that. We were okay. making jokes about yeah, it. No, yeah. no, I'm still working on it. It's still in. Um... But I have I'm now. Like I keep getting new ideas. So like the Airbnb, I should have put a little like guest book together for it. And like here's all the things, and here's your Wi-Fi. And then one of my friends walked through and was like, "You should have a QR code and have it linked to your site and have a page like specifically for this." Later, I was like, "Oh, I'll add a passcode to it so you like don't get you know information like you don't want door codes and stuff on the site <laughs> for everyone to read, yeah. right?" But, like, have all the information there. So, yeah, I'm adding that page to it. Or just get some business cards and just leave them in there on the counter. That, too. But just, like, you know, you're in the Airbnb. And you're like, oh, where can I go to eat? Like, don't reach out to me. Look on the QR like code. You, like, there will be a poster in the hallway with a QR code. Just scan that. It'll take you right to my site where it tells you everything. 
and then yeah look around the site and yeah yeah, yeah. genius yeah business cards um i wanted to have like a couple of realtors cards in there just like if you love savannah like i did when i came here's you can work with to find a spot um yeah okay cool Damn, we're really working some things out here. Wow. Like, <laughs> business therapy. Is this a therapy? Yeah, this is a therapy session. I didn't know I needed. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me, so who are you uh, who do you follow? What resources are you using to like continue your education? Um none. I have no education. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, do you listen to podcasts? I do. do you, like, I listen, listen to I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. I should listen to audiobooks. Um, I have a list of of audiobooks to download whenever I remember to do that before but like I walk my dog like 45 minutes an hour a day and that's when I listen that's when I'm like learning um podcasts it's really like I'm listening to a lot of designers some business owners some uh marketers and it started with like I just needed inspiration so I was listening to a lot of like female driven design um stories and now I'm just like anyone and anything that I can learn from. So that's like, there's, it's a whole like hodgepodge of people that I'm listening to. Um, Design Matters is actually a podcast. I think she's had it for like 20 years now. That one is good. Just, and she, I mean, she talks to almost anybody. They're not necessarily designers. Could be like writers, chefs, like people who've changed their life to make it better a lot of entrepreneurs so I'm listening to a lot of that stuff like how did you get here like now that I'm here what should I be thinking about um I should you ever listen to how I built this no you should listen to okay I'll listen to that it's pretty good yeah it's a podcast about like um well how I built it like how they built companies it's NPR though so it's like pretty well done okay yeah okay it's had like they've had like some huge like Howard Schultz with Starbucks Okay. And yeah, like some oh, big they get guys everybody on there. On there. Right. Like, do you ever listen? To, have you ever like seen like? Do you know what Patagonia is? The brand. Yeah. 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 Yvonne. Um, I don't know his last name, but anyway, he was on there, and oh. that's like probably like my favorite business story of like all time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. He built his whole business. Like, I'm gonna get in the weeds a little bit again, right? This is like <laughs> whole okay. podcast been in the weeds. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's perfect. <laughs> sorry. Mm. Um. So he built his whole business around the idea that he didn't have he didn't want to have to be there every day. Oh, he wanted yeah. to be able to take six months or eight months to go do whatever he wanted, and so he you know hired all these different like creatives and things to like run everything. And he actually had like they, I think at some point in the podcast he said that like, Harvard came in to do a study on his employees and how their business runs, and their assessment was that literally nobody there would be employable by any other company <laughs> in America. <laughs> and Patagonia, when you even think of the brand, it's like the people who wear these clothes and like like they're active and they're they're not working eight months out of the year right <laughs> like they're doing so well yeah. they buy the shit and go skiing well, it's like four hundred dollars for like a t-shirt there these <laughs> people are not working but they're I mean, doing got, well so I mean, that's they've funny. got lifetime warranties and all this stuff right because they want to build a sustainable yeah yeah and um anyway kind of like my favorite story from that podcast is he was said he was like uh, fishing or whatever and they get, called him and they said hey the whole warehouse burned down he said, I don't know why you're calling me. I can't rebuild I can't the do warehouse. About that. Yeah, like call the insurance company. Like I'll be back fishing for me in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Anyway, that's like way off. I just listened to like a week ago, um, Bethany Frankel has a podcast. She's a lot. 
So I sometimes I start and it's like, oh, we're talking too much. Uh, next podcast. Um, but she had Stacy. I can't remember her last name of Stacy's pita chips. Okay. And yeah. she had a similar story where like they had just sold their company. Like it finally got to a certain amount where she's like, hey, I can like enjoy my life, my husband and my kids, whatever, selling it. And like the deal was still like going through. And in the middle of the night, a pita of a chip like fell off a machine and the whole thing caught fire and burned down. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. The chip legit. on fire? Yeah, like something like it melted and caught on fire, like it got stuck somewhere, like something in the line, and her shit burned down. But did the deal still go through? Yeah. Oh, insurance. That's a good story. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was like this could ruin me, and she had a similar thing where she's like, I'm standing outside, all like my employees and my friends are there with me, and it was like I can't even do anything about this. Like, yeah, like why are you here? But she she must have lived. She wasn't on vacation. Right. She yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, every business that you listen to, every story that you listen to from successful business, there's a lot of adversity. Yeah. Like Shoe Dog. I don't know. Are you familiar with Shoe Dog at all? No. Uh, no. That's um, Nike, Phil Knight. Oh. Yeah. That's oh. a really good book. It's on Audible. Oh, yeah. Shoe I was thinking of brand. I'm like, no, I don't know this oh, brand. No, no, yeah. No. Yeah. Nike, yeah. No. Yeah. Have you listened to it? No, but I know somebody read that book and was like, this is it's fascinating. The best. And I've read like little tiny expert. Ex- excerpts? Excerpts. Yeah. Words. Experts. They're hard. Yeah. Experts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make up a new word for that. Blurbs. Yeah. And yeah, it was like surprising actually some of the things that i it's really saw. good yeah yeah okay. i thought it'd be kind of boring i mean uh, not boring i just thought it would kind of be like a normal biography yeah you know what i mean yeah. business but it was really really good okay. maybe one of the best books I've the ever little read. bits that i read too he like he's like kind of a firecracker like cusses a little bit he's like says exactly what it right he like I says so. what he means kind I don't of know if he swears that like much. everything that they like write about him it's like oh then he said that blah, blah, blah. yeah i don't know maybe i'm making it up maybe it was a different nike book a different Nike book. Yeah. All the different Nike books. I don't know. <laughs> it's a big brand. There could be many. <laughs> yeah, there could be. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'm like I'm listening to a little bit of everything, um, but I get like that 45 minutes a day where it's like I stopped listening to music and I just listen to people talk and hopefully I like write a note down or like feel inspired or something. Um, Is there any like big figures that you follow or anything like that? You know, like like designers. I have a few. Uh, I have a few designers that I just always really like what they do and I'm finding like I have been influenced by them. Um, I actually talked to somebody the other day speaking of being in the dentist. My dental hygienist was like we were talking about design and she's like I just I just I have a weird design taste and I was like what do you mean? She's like well I hate shiplap. I was like oh what else do you hate? <laughs> totally on the same page. And we had this whole conversation. I'm like, no, these these are things that like 90% of people like. But I think it's like super trendy. And you just like it because this like cute girl named Joanna Gaines told you like this is cool and pretty and I'm putting it everywhere. So you should too. And you will. So those are the things that I don't like. Um, but that was funny. Just like, oh, my God, there are like 30-year-old women out there who don't like these things. Well, I love that. <laughs> like a young person is like, no. Sensible. There's nothing. Good. Yeah. There's the other, hope yet. <laughs> the other funny part is we weren't talking about the dentist at all. But for context, oh, we yeah, were yeah, last yeah. week because of the lights. Yeah, There's yeah. so many lights yeah, in here. Yeah, that was funny. And yeah. I was like, I'm just getting ready for Friday's <laughs> cleaning. You're just like out of the clear blue. Like, well, speaking of the dentist, well, no one here is going to know what you're talking, talking about, about at dentist. all. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Josh's podcast is like being at the dentist. 
She gave me sunglasses at least. I should have brought my sunglasses in. Damn, now everybody's going to be like, it's like in cavities filled. They're like, what does she mean by or that? Or interrogation, but I just, haven't been interrogated. Just so. light related. It's not <laughs> just like, light related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one is making my mouth bleed or anything Or it's like not that. like an uncomfortable experience, right? Like, yeah. Super pleasant. <laughs> no, it's mildly pleasant. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds like I'm lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> That's it. I'm fucked. Nobody good is coming on here ever again. Carla just single-handedly is like. No, it's very nice down. in here. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. It just sounds anyway. like I'm lying. Um, we can move on. For this. We can move uh, on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. So other designers, but but like when it comes to like white, because I think that's what a lot of people think is like. Yeah, it's been. In. I think that's like. I think that's going out. I think that's out the door. I it feel like it's weird. coming in. Oh man. Because I feel like agreeable gray has kind of been the end thing for the last few years, and now white's oh, kind of just and, only you know, been honestly, started. Honestly, I I have been. So I I love because I've done this in your houses, but I love like white on white. We've talked about that. Yeah. But Leanne Ford is one of my favorite designers, and she only does stuff in white. Like everything is in white, but it's all about the texture, which I think was like. I think that has. I think people are recognizing that now. Like, we don't just need different shades of white. It's, like, bringing texture into it and then a lot of, like, earthy tones and things like that. Um, I have found myself – so I was, like, in that mode and then, like, color in decor. Um, But I'm finding myself, like, in my house and in the Airbnb, like, saturating, lots of, like, color saturating – um, this designer Nikki B something. Her Instagram is and then they went wild. She does a lot of like this room's gonna be blue. Everything in there is blue. <laughs> like fireplace, trim, walls, and it's always like super dramatic. That is something that I've been like, oh, I wanna do something like that. And I finally did upstairs with a pink bedroom, basically. Even like I started, the walls were all pink, the trim was white, looked like a kid's room. And after talking to a few people and, like, waking up at 2 a.m., not able to sleep because it was, like, something's not right about this room. It's so good, but it's, like, not there. Next day, I painted all the trim, and now it's, like, stunning. Like, been picked up by Sherwin-Williams, everything. So that's a good room. And then I brought that downstairs, and now I have, like, a room that is all calico, Sherwin-Williams calico. Then I'm, like, telling everyone to use. <laughs> that's what happens. I'm like, I like, and it's, like, green. Paint it green. Um, so, yeah, designers that, like, are a little bit more um, – brave instead of just kind of bold like really like going all in like if their stuff sells at target you're not really i'm not no following them Mm -mm. i literally said to someone a couple months ago because it was like my style's this and i was like that i mean you can literally get all that at target and i'm not your girl for that I, i will fail at that job right if your style is farmhouse chic I will break your heart. Like, I'll do it wrong. So that's not my thing. Let me ask you this then, too. So would you say, like, and correct me if I'm totally way off base here, but, like, would you say, like, then that, like, maybe, like, the historic houses are more your taste? Oh, my gosh. So yeah. More so than, like, the South Side or Pooler houses? Well, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. My mom is actually house hunting right now, and she keeps sending me houses, and I'm like, when would this shit built? And she's like, well, Carla, I don't. Like, it looks like it was built in 1994. Oh, 1994. That's when it was built. I don't like that house. <laughs> I was like, there's just something about it. Carla, why do you why do you hate a new house? Well, because it looks, it just looks that there's like something about it that's like. Um, well, it doesn't really fit your design. It doesn't fit my design. And there's like nothing. There was like a, there was like a time where unless it's like a custom build or something, there was a time where like people weren't, they were just like throwing houses out and there wasn't a lot going into it. Um yeah, I didn't realize how much the, like, Victorian style was, was like, so going to, like, I was going to connect with so much until I really got into it. 
Um, and yeah, Southside, I do have a little, there's something about like a ranch house and like mid-century modern is hard for me, but I just made it really weird. Like, like painted that mural that was like six different colors and that I was like, this is like bordering on, you know, Crackden art, or maybe it will sell my house and it totally sold the house. Right. <laughs> like weird, you know, you can do a little bit more weird stuff where this, ha- I had like a gold squiggle that everyone started doing. Um, and I get lots of like, oh, when are you going to put the gold squiggle in this house? It's like, there's nothing gold squiggly about this. And it was literally like a room that had a gold line around it. Um, yeah, this, this, like this Victorian style is where you can like really jump in and do some really incredible stuff. And even if everything is like the same color, like, I don't know, I've been trying to like, I think there's a little bit of like European influence happening now. Like we've been at home more, we're not traveling as much, at least for me, it's like, I see images of that and I want to bring it into the house. And there's something about these Victorian homes that like, just like, it just fits. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Like my kitchen, it was like, I want like Parisian cafe. I started there, felt like something fell off a little bit. I had to go do other things. <laughs> like, but like that was like, that's where I want it. And I think, I think that's like influence of what, like the times that we live in and how we're not able to maybe see those things. So what do you think is going to be like the next generic color? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. I mean, I hope there isn't one, but I think, I hope it's white. I hope we just like stick to that so people can like bring in their personality into a home a little bit differently. Um, I think there was a moment of like the white walls and the the, the grayish trim, um, but I think I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm still like I just really like like the solid, like monochromatic look. Do you think that the rose gold and the green will start to really take off, or do you think that that's kind of? Like... I hate rose gold. You do? Yeah. Rose gold Wait, and green. Wait, that's what I'm talking about, right? Or what is gold, that? Just gold and green. Oh, I was maybe like, I'm, where's, where's maybe, that? Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I'm crazy. I missed yeah, that yeah. one. My bad. What do you mean yeah, start yeah. to take off? I'm not designing it. No. <laughs> just, I, I think, think it's just regular gold, right? Brass. Brass. Or brass. Brass is oh, always, okay. I think, I think brass had like a, like a, t- like a, like a timeout for a little while there and started to come back in. I think, I think like textiles anything that like ages well the patina like we're kind of going back to we've been going back to well we always we always go back to like not traditional but like this was really big at one point right like we've seen a lot of that in the last couple of years like everything's cyclical yeah like it's just coming thank back you around. yes yeah. and like brass patina i think people are a little bit less scared of you know putting marble in their house and destroying it a little bit like we live in our spaces it's okay. Choose marble that holds a little bit better. Like I have marble in my house. I love it. The first time it stained, it was like, you know, the first time you scratch your car and it's like, okay, well, we've done that. It'll be all easy after this. Right. Um, but I think those things are important. And I think people are like paying attention more to that and like waiting for those items to come in and to be available and like really seeking out those little bits. I think that also comes to like when you're designing a room, you always want something vintage in there. Like, recycled kind of thing and I think the same thing goes into design like what the core what's there so yeah like in my kitchen my personal kitchen I have leathered marble countertops and brass knobs that are like 10 pounds a piece they're amazing um and they're they're gonna get older like they're gonna patina a little right. bit like yeah. every time you touch it a little bit it's gonna get a little bit and that's I think the best um like a fine wine 
Yes. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I know less about those. Um, <laughs> good tequila. Yeah. Uh, Does tequila age well? I don't know. I have no idea. I have the same bottle of tequila now. It's like a year. It tastes the same. It's still great. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, yeah. um, so then, I don't, I'm sorry. I thought oh, you were yeah, going to keep colors, going I don't know. I thought I think, you were going to keep expanding I, think, I just that. hope people don't like choose a color. Remember when like the red accent wall was in? Yeah, for that a minute. Was, yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird. And I still see houses where that's still there. And it's like, so this is going to be... <laughs> that's when I go and I'm like, everything needs to be chantilly lace. Right. Do that across the board. We can start there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we could just... Trans- so what... Maybe uh, black. Maybe black's the new color. That would be weird. I, I'm painting ceilings black. Yeah, I have a black section in my kitchen. Oh, you've seen it. And I have like a black range hood over it. So everything kind of blends in black stove it looks cool it's roman clay so that too it's like it's black but there's texture to it which i think is important that's not something that i would yeah Yeah. and that's not something i would put in like a house that i'm flipping necessarily it's a little bit more work to do but it looks great (laughs) (laughs) um let me ask you this so we kind of touched base on it for like a second but if you could go back and give yourself any piece of advice day Um, one you what advice are you giving yourself I mean, I never took myself so seriously, um, which I think was a good thing. But yeah, after selling that condo, that first one, I wish I had gotten over myself and just like put it into another house, like put half of that down. Buy more. Buy more. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. And like maybe hung on to one of them. Yeah. Like buy something in Minneapolis that would have been a rental that I could still have. But. I'm glad I'm here. Nothing like I'm glad I made it to Savannah. What? (laughs) Just a little little Monday morning regret. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about generic wisdom? Like if you could go back and talk to day one you. Or you're talking like a designer, brand new designer. Somebody just getting started. What would you? Oh, just start doing it. Yeah. Like don't worry so much about like where you're trying to be or where you're trying to go. And like that's me just like being brand new and being brand new for a minute. But you know, how, how do you start design? Just start designing. Like give your friends advice see how it works out you know um worry less about trends and more about like what makes you happy and what you love and what like you know that you take a double t- or like what turns you on in a room kind of thing yeah don't worry about trends and just start painting Fine. <laughs> start doing it <laughs> all right that seems like a good note to end on. how can good people time. find you uh my instagram is casa de car um and my website is casa de car casa de and when this um, podcast goes live, it will be completely wrong. Done. Wrong? Done. Not. No, done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be done. Because for context, it's like three weeks from now. And like yeah. Right now, it's like some of it's like in Latin, yeah. which I was going to yeah. this week. But yeah. yeah. He was like, have your sites in Spanish. I'm like, what? It's not Spanish. Just some some. Great. Great. Hello. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I said it so confidently, though, because I knew you spoke Spanish. I was like, I just thought it was Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah be done but instagram website instagram that's kind of the best place yeah to yeah and if you just are like curious like what kind of stuff do you do um my instagram is a good place to go and just quickly look through if it looks crazy to you or hideous you know keep going <laughs> no offense taken <laughs> i do it all the time yeah. yeah well awesome thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me yes ma'am uh Sweet. See you later. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening this week. If uh, you want to show some support, please head on over to mpgpodcast.com. Check out the awesome merch we have on there. Um, and also subscribe and comment wherever you listen to this. Uh, that does a huge things for pushing us up on the algorithm, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, whatever it is, whatever platform you use. Go right now, go subscribe, go comment, help push us up, and also please share us on your social media. Um, the more listens we get, the more I can bring, uh, more guests I can bring in, the more value I can bring you guys. So thanks so much. It's a total team effort. I appreciate all the support, and I uh, hope you all have a great week. See you guys next week. Yeah.